When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. One of those things, a couple of guys. Andy Randy. Andy Randy. Having discussion. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up pimp. If you want me, you can find me in that. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the Midday Show with Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy. Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most media member thing that's ever been yeah. said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial and we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. We're with you on a hump day, Wednesday. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? It's hump day. Hump day. And the, 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 the distinguished voice that you hear over there is Mr. Mike Johnson in again. Rest of the week had a good time yesterday. I know that we'll continue to do that on this hump day, Wednesday. As we, middle of the week, we know this. It's the work week up there at Flowery Branch. We're going to talk man. to Dave uh, Archer at 1140. Bulldogs arrived out in Miami, saying all the right things. Uh, yeah. Saying all the right well, things. I, you know what's funny, man? I think I think most teams that have games this weekend got there yesterday, right? Because you weren't going to fly on right. Christmas. Yep. And, I mean, I saw I saw Bama's arrival. I think they had practice late last night. Uh, I saw Georgia's arrival. I saw, I think, Florida State's arrival. And yep. a couple of other teams, man. So, we'll check that out throughout. Let me ask you this. And we'll, let's go ahead and lead off the show and get into it. What was your favorite bowl game you ever played? In? Oh man, um, I played in some brutal ones. I ain't gonna lie to you. Did you? Did you, bro? I know. So, so you, you, my flow is this. So my first two years in college when was when you were with Nick, right, down in Miami. Oh, okay. So I was with Mike Shula for two years. Yeah, Mike. I love Mike Shula. Yeah, I love I love Mike. And I, this Good is, dude. Uh, Mike was the quarterback coach before Nick got there. Okay. And so we're sitting there. We're I never forget this. Uh, we're in practice and. Norv Turner comes over. Norv's like, hey, if y'all want to get on TV today at practice, go stand by Mike. And we're like, what you talking about? He said, Mike's about to get the Alabama job. I said, the University of Alabama? (laughs) That's And Ah. and it was nothing against Mike because Mike is coach. But when he said, when they told us, he said he's getting the University of Alabama coach, I was like, really? Yeah. All of us were like, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was was, was a fun time. You know, Bama's coming off sanctions. They had back-to-back, like, uh, you know, Mike Price got fired after like three months there. Uh, he went hanging with hookers, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah. was actually look. He was in my hometown, right down in Pensacola, looking at hookers. Right, yeah, it was. He was with some, yeah. Somebody yeah. charged up the uh, the old uh, university credit card, yeah. I think, and uh, you know he got sent packing. But I, I was there under Mike Shula. Went to a Cotton Bowl when I redshirted. Uh, played against Mike Leach's Texas Tech team. Okay. Uh, then I played in a back-to-back Independence Bowls in Shreveport. Uh, 
that's not that's the place. Not, that you was, don't want to be there. That was Christmas. always our goal. Yeah. Was never to go to Shreveport. Yeah. That was always good. My favorite one was definitely the Outback Bowl because we played Drew Brees. Solid. And we came we had the largest comeback in bowl history. Oof. It was it was on the first game of twenty of two of the two thousands and everything. Though that was a lot of fun. We played in the Peach Bowl. You didn't think like, but dog, the Peach Bowl is come on. It's an outstanding bowl. Yeah. It was a whole lot of fun. The worst bowl was the last one I well, no. Yeah. The Hawaii when we went out to Hawaii when they fired Coach Donnan. Hawaii bowl? Yeah, when they fired Coach Donnan. And so we go out to uh, – so we had to leave the day after Christmas and fly out to um, to Hawaii, which was like, you know, you're thinking, you know, you get on the plane, you know, we're having some some adult beverages. We're right. all 21, right. most of us. And so, Mike, they say we're, we're flying over to L.A. So we think we're halfway there. We think we're there. No. No, no, no. What, just because you're at L.A. Yeah. don't mean you're yeah, nowhere you, near Hawaii. You didn't even have And so – but, no, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was real weird because Coach Donald was fired and oh, all those different man. things. It was real weird vibe and everything. But it's the best hotel I've ever stayed in. I stayed in a nice, lot of, nice hotel. But the, White, the Sheridan Waikiki was outstanding and everything like that. We won, came back, and everything like that. But, yeah, I mean, I was listening to Kirby talk. And, I mean, we're, I don't know why it's a surprise that Brock Bowers and Mims isn't there. No. But, it's, it's not. I, I was curious. Like people, were, well, Brock Bowers, well, he wasn't going to play. No, he wasn't going to play. Those are first rounders, dude. Yeah, why are, they, are, going, why are they going? And so, looking at, it, he said all the healthy players are going to play, which is fine, whatever, whatever. But I mean, because I hate to, and just like you said, you've played in these bowl games. I played in bowl games. I hate the the, the phrase meaningless game. Yeah. Because of the fact it means something to those kids that it are on their grass. It means somebody. I yeah. can assure you Yeah, that. that's my biggest thing. You know what's funny, man, is uh, you, you talk about the bowl games you went to, and I got to tell this story real quick. I actually had a teammate who was our left tackle who opted out before opt-outs were a thing. He inadvertently opted out. Let me just put it that way. All right, his name was Andre Smith. He, okay. won, he won the Outland Trophy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we lose to Florida. We were 12-0. We lose to Florida in the SC Championship game in 08. Uh-huh. We go to the Sugar Bowl. We're playing Utah. I remember I wait, the game. I right? Mean, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm a left guard, Andre's left tackle. I was Andre's backup at left tackle. I mean, he happens Andre. So I wake up one morning. We're roommates uh-huh. at the bowl game. We're down in New Orleans. I don't remember what. We were, you know, the Riverside Hotel, whatever it is down there. I wake up, and Andre's, like, packing his stuff. I hear zippers flying. I'm like, what? what? Hey. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Where are you going, dog? Uh, you know his response was? Uh, I swear to God, I remember his day is long. The NFL. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I but, I mean, no. but I mean, yeah, he was number six pick overall. Yes, Lord. Uh, he, hey, man, uh, uh, he just uh, Garrett just said Joe Milton just uh, opted out and everything too. So the quarterback at wow. Tennessee. Yeah, so um, that's interesting. That's a very interesting one because I thought he might come back, but it seems like they want him to go. It's one of the Maybe things so. where they want him. They, they kind of want Is him it? to leave. Is well, he declaring? This gets Nico an opportunity to start too, so that makes the, that bowl game for Tennessee yeah. the future is now yeah, with I, Nico. That kid is well, the future. You, is with those is guys. he opting out and declaring, or is he opting out to the portal? Uh, he's focusing on the 2024 NFL draft. Okay, he you. has no years of eligibility. Oh, though. I thought he had one more year. Okay, I thought, I thought, he's, I like, he's like 25. Okay, I thought he had. I thought he's an old he had, man. I thought, yeah, but, hey, I thought he had one more year. There's guys playing until 25. Garrett, I mean, Stetson guys, Bennett was 26. Yeah. I can't even keep track of who's. Ben Hooker was me neither. Me neither because like, of the COVID year. Because of the COVID, COVID year, you're like, you're like oh. when is I think this was his COVID year. Oh, okay, I think so. I don't know. I'll verify, but he's focusing on draft. And we've had enough fun because we got to get to something as we sat and watched the Hawks last night, Mike, and. You know, the frustrating part about it is, and I heard Stakey talking about it, is Trey is playing so well. He is playing, playing he's so well. He's, he's playing, the best year. He's career, playing right? so well. Their biggest thing, they made Andre Drummond look like 
Detroit Andre. Bro, you know what I thought about last night when I was watching Andre Drummond? You remind me of the old N one videos that man Escalade. Yes. Like he, he's like Yes. <laughs> now he's a hundred pounds lighter than Escalade. Yes. But he remind like he was doing Escalade stuff. He, he, he you know, hey, spin move, yeah, boxing people out, bodying dudes, and he made everybody we have look small. Yeah, man. But no, what happens is because like their their offensive their offensive unit or whatever, their best offensive unit is their worst defensive unit. And so what they can't do is they can't defend on the perimeter. They get blown by, and then Clint or whoever the big is has to go over and help, which happened a lot last night. They would probably miss, and then there was nobody big enough to box drumming. Right. And that's what the case was all night. I mean, they don't get blown out. They just can't hold leads. Some of the lineup switches, and, and, and I watched on and off. I was playing with the kids last night. Some of the lineup changes that I was seeing, I, I didn't understand. Like, I don't think at any point, did you ever have – did you ever have both bigs on the floor at the same time last night? Because I think a lot of people have been kind of expecting that. I don't think I saw Double O and Clint much at all. Um, and, and maybe they did. Like I said, I'm watching on and off. I'm kind of expecting it. And I'm like, at some point, when De- when it was announced that DeAndre was having the procedure or whatever he was doing, he was going to be out for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, you know, got to go bigs at some point, right? You got to get your best defensive players on the floor, specifically in these game time situations. You get in the fourth quarter, three points to the plus, three points to the minus. Yep. You got big situations. You're coming out of timeouts. Didn't, never never saw it. As a matter of fact, they come out of a timeout, I think, with 30 seconds left, and Bogey wasn't even on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the deal with that? And then Trey shoots up the three. That was a bad three. Bad three. Yes, it was. Um, bad three. For as well as he's playing, man. That was, a, that, was like, a, God, that was a bad three. But, I mean, then you look at Bogey. I mean, you got to get your feet behind the line. You got to get your feet yes. behind the line on a play like that because it would have been good if it foot were behind the line. But, yeah, their biggest issue, they can't hold leads. They can get up on people. They just cannot sustain leads, and that's because their best offensive unit is their worst defense Randy, unit. I, I, honest to God. Now, I, I've watched enough of the Hawks this year. Let me just tell you this. I, can't, I cannot think of a game that I've turned on and watch where they didn't have a lead in the second quarter. Never. Or, or every th- time. Every time. It, do, it seems like it, doesn't it? It and, seems like they always got a lead. I will text who you know our morning shit dudes, and I'll be like, "Nah, it's fool's gold, man. I ain't, I, I ain't gonna believe it. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna believe it till we get to the end of the third and see what's going on." But yeah, I know I saw Mike Conti uh, tweet out this last night. I mean, there this is after thirty games, it's like the worst record in I don't know how many years, and it's just you know, and, and you you see people say, "Well, you see the improvement." I, I, and I know they're banged up, and I know they, but they got to, we know about the trade deadline when we had Mike on yesterday. I was like, is it one of those situations where they just got to hang on until they're able to make some trade? I know we got a clip that we're going to play on West Training about Shams uh, talking about DeAndre. I mean, DeAndre, DeJounte Murray maybe yeah. being on the move because you were talking about yesterday as far as those new contracts when the trade deadline, when you start trading those guys who just January signed, 9th, yep. when they just signed guys, signed those new deals this past summer. So, I mean, you know, and it makes you mad because I remember we had this conversation. It was a few years back, and uh, and it was uh, Derek White. Derek White, who went to the uh, Celtics. And we were like, damn. I know Andy was big. He was like, man, that would be a great addition to the Hawks. He'd be a great player to add next to Trey for the Hawks. And they didn't even sniff on it. And I would look at him. He's like a damn all-star up in Boston. And he's been a big contributor since he's been there. So, I mean, it's like you're, you're, you're rumored everywhere. But then, okay, because I don't want to have to give up bogey. No, I don't want to have to give up bogey. I don't want to have to give up bogey. Speaking of guys having maybe the best area. Yeah, I don't want to have to give up bogey. But if you talk about going big fish hunting, which I don't know who the big fish would be, then you're probably going to have to put him in there. Well, look, man, we got to get to uh, what's trending next. We'll play that Shams audio about DeJounte and the possibilities for him. Also, we're going to keep diving into the Falcons, man. Arthur Smith, all the 400-yard games, but still not great as far as scoring points, man. Still looking for that 30-point plateau. So we'll keep diving in, man. It's the Midday Show, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And now, an actual Andy and Randy listener. There's actually a few out there. Hey, what's cracking, ATL? It's your boy, Decatur Slim. And every day from 11 to 2, I'm rocking with Andy and Randy on 92.9 The Game, The Midday Show. You better know it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ladies and gentlemen, time now for What's Trending. A look at the top trending headlines of the day. Oh, my God. Brought to you by Reliable Heating and Air. Is your heating and cooling system aging? Reliable's got you covered for just $29.99 a month. No deductibles or service fees, just coverage. Call to find out more. It's a midday show with Andy and Randy <laughs> on a update Wednesday a with uh, my man Big Mike Johnson in the house right now, dude. And you are talking. We are in what's trending right now. Brought to you by Reliable Heating and Air. And as we were going to break last time, uh, we were talking about these damn Hawks and their deficiencies of where they are, and if they're going to be able to move somebody, and if they're hanging on and everything like that. And we look at like whoever they get. Are they going to take bogey? Because people want bogey. You want scoring off the bench. All teams need it. But is there another player? that could be an asset maybe for them to go? Well, I, I, you have to tell me. If it, here's, here's what I know about the Hawks. I'm smart enough to know when I'm not smart enough. Right. right? They, there are so many defensive deficiencies with this basketball team. Mm-hmm. And, and look, man, when we talk about football and break it down, I can tell you exactly what it takes to be a good lineman. Right. <laughs> I can tell you exactly, exactly what it takes to be a good this, good that. Right. It just seems like more times than not, it's size and effort when it comes to defense for it, the Hawks. It is. And, and that's what's so frustrating. It, it is. You're like, bro. And I thought, honestly, I thought Jalen played well last night. I don't, yeah. I know we're going to get to the DeJounte stuff. I don't think Bogey had his best game. I thought Clint struggled at times last night. Well, I mean. But, I mean, I, what, I guess my problem is I'm putting this all together, and it seems like you have to have everything go perfect right now if you're the Atlanta Hawks. It seems like everything has to fall in line. It does. I mean, okay, obviously Trey's having his best year, but the thing about it, he's never he's played defense better this year than he ever played in his he, career. And it, he, but he's effort. But I mean, he's not gonna be an all defender and all never. you gotta put those type of guys around him. And do you go into a point where you're giving up offensive scoring 
yes. for defensive stop because yes. their best offensive unit is their worst defensive unit. Yeah. And last night you saw them not being able to guard him. Now, DeMar DeRozan got wherever he wanted last night on the floor. Bruh. Wherever he wanted. He on, right into Sadiq's face where, numerous times. Wherever he like, wanted nah. to get on the floor, that's what he does. And he got to everywhere he wanted to go. But the biggest one was Drummond because of the fact is that you're breaking down on the perimeter defense. He's having to come help. And then there's nobody big enough to keep Drummond off the, off the board. And that's um, what killed me yesterday. All right, let's get to this audio. We're going to talk. It's Sham Sharania, right? And he's talking about DeJounte and the possibilities that maybe he's moving out west soon. One more player to keep an eye on, I'm told, a potential target for the Lakers. Hawks guard DeJounte Murray. Levine is in the second year of a $215 million deal. DeJounte Murray still has four years, $120 million of an extension that kicks in next season. So that's a, a little bit better when you think about a reasonable salary to be bringing in when you already have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your books. Who the hell are you getting? Okay, okay, hold on. Hang okay. on. First, I got to say this. Okay. The fact that in the NBA, a reasonable salary yes. is for you. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, like, yo, hey, there's a reasonable got, one on your book. But I got a question. Who the hell are the Lakers giving up? Because we know they're not giving up uh, LeBron. We know they're not giving up Anthony Davis. They're probably not going to give up, uh, what's the uh, the, uh, the white kid's name? The Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. They're, they're not going to give that's him gotta up. That's got to be the guy you're targeting, though. But they, who the hell are they going to who? who I, know, I know damn well that you ain't trying to tell me that getting D'Angelo Russell is a part of the deal. Like, for real? Can't be. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, yeah. man. Play, play, play the second. Play part the second. The Hawks' direction, of course, it's in flux. They gave up multiple first-round picks, a swap to go get Dejounte Murray a, a couple summers ago from the Spurs. So when you look at the Lakers' asset pool, they have one first-round pick they can trade now, or they could wait until draft time and they'll have three first-round picks to trade. So any deal that that the Lakers want to pursue for a star player is going to most likely have to include the names of guys like Austin Reeves. Max Christie. That's who teams will want. The Lakers obviously have shown no inclination of moving Austin Reeves, don't want to move Austin Reeves, but those are the types of players that teams will ask for. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, does that make you better? I mean, that's no. that's my biggest thing is like, you know, they they are they are a team that is that is a we said it yesterday, Mike, that is trying to keep Trey in Atlanta. Yeah, well, let me ask you this cuz we only got 4 days together, so I got to chop up as many questions with you as I can in a 4-day period. Is is Trey untouchable, and should Trey be untouchable yes. in your mind? Yes, he should be, right? No, he is. It, Trey, the only way Trey is not a hawk if you don't want to be a hawk. Right. And we know that, and we know, and we know that's how the NBA works. But you, but I guess my question then falls in: What do you have to put around Trey? What pieces specifically do you have to put around Trey? Two way players, obviously. Yeah, you got to put some three and D guys around him. You got to you got to be you got this thing that, about Trey. You got to put some three and D three and D guys around him, and you got to put a a really 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 good uh, defensive center, a really really good defensive center. I guess I just look at it and I'm like this. We we we've talked about Trey till we're blue in the face. I, he's having the best year of his career. We've talked about the head coaches where Trey's on his third now. Yes, right now you're on Quinn Snyder. He's getting his first year, and it seems like they're worse than they've been in a long time. I, I, so I don't then, see no improvement. So then you got to start knocking it down. It goes back to the whole Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, and, and, it, and it goes down from there. When you've got those two pieces in place and neither one of those are moving, right. then where do you go? That's right? what I'm saying. you like, got to go to the DeJounte's. Is it one of those things where they're going to have to reboot this whole thing? And that's going to be that's going to be the part where how do you how do you make Trey understand? Well, Trey, Trey, Trey's a grown man, and he knows this, this NBA and everything. So – you got it, but this is the thing about it. You got to go to your star player, which is Trey Young, and say, "Trey, 
we got to do some different things. We got to, because it's not one of the things where you got to rewire. You got to reboot this thing. Yeah. If you're going to get to where you need to get, uh, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with that that run to the at the the Eastern Conference Finals and them not improving on that roster and well, them staying pat and then them giving DeAndre Hunter this extension and he's not available and not playing up to it. And then you give up five first round or how many first round picks for DeJounte Murray and it's still not working with him and Trey like you thought it would work and all those different things. So, I mean, there's so many situations where this team probably might have to just, you know, bite the bullet on it. Because I'm not yeah. thinking who's out there because if you're looking at it, you got to go get somebody with multiple years on the contract. I know they were talking about Pias- Piasco, Siakam and everything. Right. But – He's got to agree to He's got to agree to an extension, and I don't think he would do that. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing. I agree with you, man. It's frustrating to watch because it just feels like you're stuck. Yep. Like, it's like you don't even have any any pieces to, you know, to, to move around. It just feels like you're at a point where you're stuck. Because, like I said, you've talked about Trey. He's playing extremely well. You've talked about the head coach. You know, obviously, Quinn Snyder's going nowhere. Uh, and so you have to kind of move on from that and start diagnosing the rest of the team. Um, I want to get to some some uh, Falcon stuff here uh, real quick. We're coming up. Dave Archer uh, coming up here at 1140. So before we get to break. The Atlanta Falcons, obviously. Um, there are playoff scenarios. There are very, very few okay. options. I think it, uh, Garrett, was it at 10% we're talking about, the Falcons' playoff chances? You got the Rams and Seahawks that are kind of right now sitting at the 6 and 7 in the NFC. Okay. Here's here's where I run into an issue with some of this stuff. First of all, I think it's I think it's the Seahawks that will be in Week 18 playing the Niners. Niners are going to have it. Is that right? Maybe it's the Rams. Rams are playing the Seahawks in Week 18. Yep. The Rams are yeah. the Rams are playing the 49ers in Week 18. Let me get this straight. Are the Niners are, are they really going to be playing? I don't know because I you know think because they have a tiebreak against Philadelphia. Okay, so you run you bump up against that man. It's just uh, when you look at it, you basically you need Tampa to you need Tampa to stay. You need Tampa to lose both games. They got they got the they got the Saints coming into Tampa this weekend. If I'm not mistaken, they got uh, and then it's got to be right. Yeah, I think they got the Saints coming in this Ain't weekend, and then I, I saw the Rams. The Rams are going to uh, to play the Giants. We got a new starting yes. quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is starting yes. this week for them and everything. Yes. But the thing about it is you can't you can't, you know, get to where you want to go if you don't take care of your That's business. It. You gotta take care of your business. I've it. been in this situation where having to rely on other teams. And all you gotta do, all you gotta do is freaking win. And it might fall in place. I heard um you heard Bunk, uh him and uh Longshore are on and Andy said they'll they, all this this whole scenario will work out and then you go down for winner take all down in New Orleans and then you wet the bed. It's, it, <laughs> it just seems like that lines up for for this team. And you and I talked about it yesterday, man. The bottom line is if you can't figure out how to win on the road, not one thing matters. Yeah. Like, not one thing matters. And you won three games in the last two years on the road. Yeah. And, and so we can talk about all the scenarios. We're going to dive in a little bit throughout the show and some of the red zone inefficiencies because uh, it's been said numerous times this week, man. Listen, the Falcons have six 400-yard games offensively, second in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, but they're not scoring the points. Yep. They're at 19 points a game. Uh, yep. And uh, I have thoughts on why that is. I know that you have thoughts on why that is. I know that Dave Archer is going to have thoughts uh, when he visits at 1140. But the bottom line is we're going to have to diagnose this quarterback situation. I talk about the Hawks, right? And you talk about Trey. You talk about Quinn. You talk about working from the top down. The same thing is still left to be said about the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, man, I don't know where, you know, when we talk about this team. Because I heard uh, uh, Dukes when he said it yesterday. And my, my thing with this is always, you know, well, where are the damn points to equate with all those yards? Right. You know, because they're behind, three behind the 49ers. Well, the 49ers score. Because this league has changed so much. You have to be in the mid to upper 20s, 30s yes. to win in this league. You can play all the damn defense you want. Well, but you got to be able to get up to that damn threshold of tw- at least 24 points. I'll say this. The points are an A-gap. 
That's what I've always. That's what I've always believed, dude. I was. I came up as a guard. I was off. The points are in the A gap. I've always believed that. Yeah. You can do all you want to down the field. The play action passes, the perimeter runs, whatever mm-hmm. you want to. But you got to get up in there. You got to get up in there yeah. when you get down tight, and that's what we don't have. Yep. That's and what I, we don't and have. I know that's what Dave's going to say because we talk about Dave about this for years with their this team red zone woes is being able to run the ball. When you get down, I so, truly thought when they drafted Matthew Bergeron at left guard three thirty, yeah. I was like, "Hey, go let, time and eight. Let him go. Let him go. Lean on somebody. Haven't done any of uh, hey, this hour is brought to you by a Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence. Building successful partnerships. Call 770-755-1516 today. Yeah, coming up on the other side, man. Dave Archer, Atlanta Falcons analyst, former Falcons quarterback. Dude knows what he's talking about about the Atlanta Falcons. I've got questions. He's got answers. It's the midday show, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Andy and Randy. Middays, 11 till 2. Oh, you guys are making some noise. Oh, there it is. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. I, sometimes I'm like about to bring us in, and I'm like, wait, is he about to scream? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, 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 I like you know, Boston, me, me and, you know, there's certain things, you know, me and Dave, we, we, me and Dave Arch, we got a lot of things in common. Boston is one of them, is man. Is that it? Yeah, man. Me and Bar- we, love, we love Boston, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we got Boston in common, man, but uh, nonetheless, man, Dave Arch, Atlanta Falcons uh, analyst joining us uh, this segment, man. Happy to have him on. Um, Dave, I, first of all, we got to talk. We were just talking last segment, man. The, um, the six 400-yard games, right? 
and then you have 19 points a game. Where, where in your opinion, we were talking about, I think it's A-gap football, but where in your opinion is the kind of dysfunction as far as the yardage you're getting as opposed to the points being put up? Well, I think that they, uh, Mike, we've talked about this in the pregame, um, about their their inconsistency to me runs the entire field, but it probably becomes even more of a focal point, their inconsistency on first down in the red zone. I think they get themselves in, in backup situations in the red zone. They're not overly effective down there, and so now it's second and nine. And you guys both know that becomes a restricted area. I'd like to be able to run the football with some efficiency and effectiveness down there. The only way you're going to be a good red zone team is to have versatility to be able to run it and throw it. And it seems like we get in situations where we're not as versatile down there because of our ineffectiveness on first down. That's really the only thing I can point to because, like you said, they're moving the ball from 20 to 20. They're, they're getting explosive plays. Um, and that was even more evident last weekend with Taylor in the game. Thought he did a really good job of of being in a situation where you can't you can't uh, pump the brakes because there's a new quarterback and you still got to play free and loose. I thought they did that. When they get down the red zone, though, things become you guys know it comes a little bit more restricted down there. Tighter windows to throw the footballs or a little bit of a head and see to turn it loose down there because you don't want to turn the ball over. Obviously, we've had, we've had some issues with that as well down there. That's that's kept us off the scoreboard. So just the ineffectiveness down there on first down and then. Our, our lack of clutchness when it comes to taking care of the ball down the red zone. Uh, Atlanta Falcons analyst Dave Archer joining us on Andy Randy, Mike Johnson in for Andy. This is brought to you by Center Park Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia State University Athletics. Dave, when we met with you back in uh, training camp and everything, it was hot. You were looking skinny and everything like that. And we were sitting there <laughs> talking about all the, all the things that this offense could be. Going back to Sunday, was this the offense that we thought we were going to see all year long? I think the, the the explosiveness, yes, Randy. Again, it gets back to what Mike was talking about, the ineffectiveness in the red zone, no, because some of what you saw late in the football game was was bleeding the clock. You guys know as well as I do, bleeding the clock and then settling for three and getting yourself in that two-score or above a two-score deal. But as far as the explosiveness, you know, big plays all over the field, a lot of people involved. I, I mean, there was one drive where I counted. Uh, I don't know, Mike, where you were counting this. There were, I think, six different, seven different guys touched the football yeah. in one particular drive. Yep. That's what you thought you were going to get with Pitts and London and Bijan and Tyler, or and, and yeah, Tyler Algier and, and Cordero and all these different guys. You thought multiple guys had touched, but we saw that that came to life for us in this game on a couple of drives. I think you had nine different players catch passes in this game. You had another three different guys carry the football that wasn't Taylor Heineke. So 12 players touched the football and had some impact in the game. Yeah, Randy, no question about it. That's what you were looking for from an offense. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Dave. Taylor Heineke obviously steps back in that starting role. Uh, all eyes have been on this quarterback position. I, I Honestly, the first time around when Taylor Heineke got the first two starts earlier in the year, I was not impressed. I was okay with them going back to Desmond. Seemed like this time he did kind of rise to the occasion. What do you think the biggest difference was from the, the first starting tenure of Taylor Heineke uh, to what we saw on Sunday? I thought that the game that we saw, that when he came in off the bench when, when Des got hurt in the game um, against the, the Tennessee, I thought we saw that version of what we saw uh, in this game this last weekend. There was, a, there was a freeness to him. He was throwing the football. He made, a, he made some key plays, moving around. With his athleticism, thought we saw some of that here in this game where he bought time, slid in the pocket, 
He had a good job of taking care of the ball. He checked the ball down. If you remember in that in that Tennessee game, he was willing to take those underneath throws, and you move the ball right down the field. It led to the Scotty Miller touchdown against Tennessee. Thought we saw that in this game. For some reason, the Cardinal game uh, and in the Minnesota game, you know, he threw the interception in the Minnesota game. I don't know if that made him pull his wings in a little bit. You guys saw it on the field. He was trying to calm himself down. I thought there was a there was a there was several moments in that game in the Minnesota game where he was playing out of sorts a little bit. So maybe just not having started his first chance to start, maybe some of that crept in, even though we expect the veteran to step in and have this moxie about him. They still are nervous and, and things of that nature. I thought the Cardinal game, you kind of took his, you kind of took his guns away from him. You tried to run the football. There was a, there was a, just a feeling that you were really, uh, you know, kind of holding things back a little bit. And then, as ironically enough, when you put Des back in the game in that game when Tyler when when Taylor got hurt, all of a sudden it opened up again. All of a sudden you threw the ball. So I thought there was some there was a little schizophrenia going on there as far as in the Cardinal game as far as how the game was being called. I think Art would be the first guy to tell you that that he didn't really have a didn't have a really locked in plan for that. When you still should have won the football game, sack the quarterback, you win the football game, right? Both yep. those games, sack the quarterback, you win both those games. That's the part that you just bang your head against the wall about. You know, you got Dobbs sack, sack him on fourth down, game's over. You got a chance for Kyler Murray, you got him sack, sack him, game's over. He runs for 31 yards, extends that drive, wins the game. Those are the things that are maddening to you. Talking about sacks, Dave, what about these young defensive linemen that you've seen, like Harrison and, and these young guys who are getting more opportunities to rush a passer and how they have kind of flourished uh, so far late in this season? Uh, obviously, we see what Clayus is doing and, and, and still playing at such a high level the way he is. But what about these other two young pass rushers, and, uh, Harrison and, uh, and was it Epicadia? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally impressed with, with Zach Harrison and his ability to come on here late in the season. You guys well know as well as I do, these are long seasons. And for a rookie to kind of be coming on at the end of the year, it's not like he wasn't taking snaps early on. And then the fact that they've had injuries along the defensive front where Harrison's not just playing on the edge. He's, he's slid inside on passing situations where he's been playing a three. And there's, there's been a number of times where he and Calais have slid inside to allow Eva Katie and, and, and Dupree to be on the field with them at the same time. And now all of a sudden you get that pass rush group with Harrison and Calais Campbell in the interior, much more of a, a pass rush oriented group. I love the versatility of those guys. Calais is, you know, the old man. I thought I'd said on the radio, I thought he played, was playing like a 27 year old, not a 37 year old. <laughs> he was great. Certainly the last, he was great. the last few weeks, but Eva Katie talked uh, to a number of people uh, throughout the season that he feels like that this year he's kind of figured out what he, he kind of figured out what he couldn't get away with. Remember he was banged up late in the year last year, had an elbow injury. There were some things, other things bothering him. And I think he was trying to figure out what you can do at this level. I think he's figured out that, you know what, my speed rush is pretty good. I'm going to go with it. And, and he's done a really good job of blowing in off the edge. So just totally impressed with those guys. Hopefully, the, you know, we continue to see improvement there and, and turn ourselves into what we're going to see this weekend. This team, they're getting ready to play, can go get the quarterback now. And so uh, you better be ready to block up front on the offensive line. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about the home and road splits. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday and also today that, look, in the last two years, you won three road games. Uh, you beat Seattle last year, Tampa earlier this year, New York. Uh, look, the, the bottom line is you, is you are what you are, but this team's got to figure out how to be a good road team, and they got to do it really, really quickly, obviously with an outdoor game on New Year's Eve. So how do they go about that? How do they change that mentality of, hey, we need to go get a win on the road, outdoors, in probably bad conditions this weekend? <laughs> 
Well, this feels like a Tyler Algier game for me. Um, I don't know about you guys. I think, uh, you know, Bijan will, will mix in. He'll certainly do some stuff with Bijan. It doesn't sound like it's going to be just bitterly cold. It sounds like it's going to be in the upper 30s or something like that up there. I don't know what's ultimately – you don't ever know what ultimately is going to fall out of the sky in Chicago. I've, I've lived through that a few times having played up there. But uh, but it looks like it's going to be a relatively decent day from a, from a cold standpoint. So you're not going to be frigid or anything like that. But it does feel like Tyler Algier – uh, running the football, pounding this this uh, really good Bear defense. They're number one in the league against the run. Um, can you get some footing in the run game? Because I don't think you want to live trying to throw the football. I don't think that the Bears want to do that either, try to drop back and throw uh, all the time. So which team can get a footing in the run game? Uh, but as far as being able to play on the road, um, I, it, it feels like almost, Mike, like an anomaly because you, you see the games that you have secured, even some games at home. The clutch play, the one play that you need to make, uh, whether it's sack the quarterback like I mentioned earlier, or whether it's just get a defensive stop like we didn't we didn't see. Uh, it was, although the game was at home, you had multiple opportunities in the final drive against Tampa to get them stopped, and you couldn't get them stopped, and they ultimately win the game with some 30 seconds left on the clock. So we've lacked some clutchness late in football games. I think that that's been the big thing. I think you're in position. We talked about this, Randy. You and we talked about this last week. You're talking about what 31, 31 games uh, yep. of, of of what you played. Thirty two games, twenty three of them are one score games. You've been in all these games on the road. Where's the clutchness to make that stop or to stay on the field and grind the game out? Much like Carolina did when we went up there and played. They went on a six minute drive to end the football game. He's the man, Dave Archer, Atlanta Falcons analyst. Dave, uh, hey, man, let's go get a win this weekend and uh, keep those playoffs. Appreciate your arch. I'd like to see you guys lined up next to one another coming <laughs> off the edge. That was pretty good. Oh, we yeah. Could run oh. In behind, we could run in behind the Johnson and, and hey. you know, Randy McMichael. That'd, that'd be kind of fun. It'd be, some, it'd like, be some movement. A little tray block. Well, it'd be some movement. You, I heard about you guys talking about catching balls and stuff. Mike's <laughs> talking about being a tight end and stuff like that. We need to come off the ball, baby. Dave, hey. Dave how many passes did you throw to, to, the, to the tackle? Like a tackle, a third tackle? Hey, man. None. Not yeah. you, who'd you throw it to? A bunch of guys like Randy McMichael that catch the ball for a living. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Dave. Hey man, don't hate the player, hate the game, man. Dave, appreciate, appreciate it, it, Dave. See you guys. Take care. Uh, by the way, guys, this hour brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. Call seven seven zero seven five five one five one six today. Uh, gonna dive into the no huddle stuff coming up. A little bit of NFL talk. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. Are they done for, man? I don't know. Have man. we seen the end of this? I don't run? think so. We got another big deal that that um, that Garrett just sent us about oh. what's going on in Denver. The oh. possibility of all what's right. going on in Denver. All right, we'll talk about that all that, uh, on the other side. It's the midday show. You got Randy. You got Mike. It's Sports Radio nine nine. The game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.